He is Lauren Honickman. He has been busy, busy, busy like a little busy beaver. And he joins me now. Hello there. You were away yesterday. It wasn't a big legal day in Ontario at all. No, it was not. I was sitting from the sidelines going, what? Why am I not at work for this one? Honey, can I just go to work? No. Oh, no, no. Yeah, well, listen, um, I know you were talking with Howard Anglin. I mean, it's, and I was talking with Tony Anthony Fury last night. It's uh, a big, big story. It is a big story. We will be talking about it for for quite a while. It's, uh, It's not over, as they say. Well, well, it's not, but, you know, you just wait another day because you get another lawsuit. And, you know, yeah. it feels like we're going back to the days of Rob Ford. I don't know if you recall, but the day after he was elected, critics or opposition, they said from day one, we will not let him govern, not one day. And they didn't. They hounded him. They followed him. They got silly little junk suits in and out of the courts. I mean, it really did become absolute chaos. And, and, and then today, yeah. to, to your point, today yeah. Greenpeace yeah. announces that it's going to it's taken the government to court over their repeal of cap and trade. Which is why I'm like, okay, so they now, Mr. Ford should send them some flowers because they really did prove his point. And that is that, you know, they are going to make his job impossible. And so I look at this now and I say, okay, there's a reason he used that notwithstanding closet. It's just a clause. It's to say, you want to play this game, I will bat you down every chance I get. Yeah, but let's, but this is, this is an example. Not every type of court action, which could end up in a, in a ruling against the government, would be subject to uh, his ability to use the notwithstanding clause. And a lot of people were getting carried away today saying, oh, it's, it's going to happen each and every time. No, this is an example. Let's, let's just set, uh, set the table here so people understand. This is a legal challenge for Greenpeace Canada. They're alleging that the lack of consultation with respect to uh, the government halting the uh, cap-and-trade system uh, violated uh, their rights in trench and law, except they're not charter rights. <laughs> they're not constitutional rights. They're rights under the environment. There's something called the Environmental Bill of Rights. I'm not sure which government brought it in. Legislation very unique to Ontario, and it says that the province's residents, we all have the right to a 30-day consultation process. And we've seen those words before, consultation process. Well, that's what happened out west, didn't it? Um, and well, that's what happened during the election uh, right, in, in Ontario. Consultation no? process, except this time, if if the courts, and they, they've got a, this is called an application for judicial review. They're going to be before the court pretty quickly. I think it's next Friday, September 21st. And the difference here, Alex, is, is that if the court rules against the conservative government this time, um, the um, notwithstanding clause would not be able to use uh, be used because this is dealing with procedural rights under the Environmental Bill of Rights, not the Charter. So, in other words, because it has Indigenous rights mixed into it, or would that, or no, no it's not because of that. It's because that it's this is it's another piece. Of, it's another statute. It's it's okay. a separate statute. It's not the Charter. The Charter. The only time the notwithstanding clause can be used is if if a court makes any ruling pursuant to Section Two, Section Seven, Section Fifteen of the Charter. So it, you can only use it in a Charter challenge. Exactly. Okay. So, so that's why you know this is a whole other fight. So, that, and everybody was that's that's why everybody really had to take a deep breath today and sort of calm down about about this. And I and, and again, what we don't from have all to the people say it. we're in a constitutional crisis? 
you know, <laughs> we're not in any constitutional crisis, for God's sakes. One, and I know you don't want, maybe you don't want to get back into it, but another important point to be made is that, to, to his credit, he's not only brought, he's not only going to invoke the notwithstanding clause, but he's putting the case to the court of appeal as well. So a court will hear the substantive arguments with respect to that at the same time. So there's no, it, it, it's a, this isn't a constitutional crisis. This is something that uh, it, 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 he's not going to do it each and every time, and it's not going to happen that way. So everybody's got to take a really big, deep breath. But was interesting, as you say, Greenpeace today announcing that they're taking on the Ontario government. Another court case. Right. But we're going to see this. And this is something that I spoke with Howard is that I get the sense and, and, you know, you might disagree with me because you're a defense lawyer. But it just seems to me that any any which defense you build, you can now put something in the charter. Something was violated on my charter rights of some. It doesn't matter what it is. You can find a charter right to defend what you want to, you know, put into a court. Well, and and the reason you're saying that's not why the charter was set up. No, no. And the reason you're saying that is because in the particular fight between City Hall and the province, um, this particular judge uh, made a ruling under uh, freedom of expression. Well, we see that, but we get charter right, charter you know situations in in gas line or pipeline. We get all these issues happening all the time whether it's these kinds of cases or your human rights tribunal. And I don't think they were set up for that. And they're now being used all the time as a way to get around the courts. Yeah. And so I, I listen, I don't disagree with you, Alex. I don't disagree that, that, you know, we could see a lot of these court challenges. Well, what I was trying to say is not each and every one is going to be subject to the notwithstanding clause. Not each and every one will be where, where the government's going to go, no, that's not right. We're going to do something different. I mean, listen, everybody has the right to challenge legislation. You want to challenge, you, you've got the money, you've got the backing, you want to do that, you have the right to do it. So, uh, and, But everybody should understand that the government has the same right to defend its legislation. Yeah. And, and that's what I think got lost in the translation over the last couple of days. Well, I think what gets lost in the translation is that people can't look beyond their hate uh, or their politics to say, okay, take a step back from the case and see how this could have been over the line or, you know, because I get a lot of people saying, well, what, who cares if a judge, you know, overruled Doug Ford's bad behavior? Well, you should have a very big problem with a court overruling any elected official for that. Right. And so... Exactly. What would your okay? What would your answer as Mr. Lawyer Guy be to some question like that? Because I'm always just like, what? Okay, well, no, so every every you see, this is this is something that has people have to understand. This is not a new phenomenon about judges uh, making rulings uh, with respect to to government action. This is not the first judge that had something to say about that, and it won't be the last judge. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that we have to get into a state of of anxiety about it. That's why we have courts of appeal if judges err along the way, and and there are people who feel Alex. They they'll use the word immediately. They go, oh, that's an activist judge, or yeah. or we just want yeah. judges, no matter what. The, we want them to apply the law. That's what this is all about, and that's what this case is about, and that's what the premier of this province is doing. Something there's no use to him to not invoke it. Let go to the court of appeal, do this, and say, all right, I'll bring in legislation. So in four or five years, uh, at the next election, it will be uh, applicable. No, he wants to do it now. 
now. Yeah, but you also know that if he doesn't get it done now, if he tries to do it year one, two, or three, these councils will find every any any oh, and every lawyer to get this. It won't, it won't happen. happen. And they'll be and they'll be more fighting. absolutely. They'll so, be more emboldened, and that's you know right. That so so sometimes the premier may be accused of not expressing himself, you know, uh, in certain ways uh, to to make it understandable. But but he's bang on yeah. if if what he wants to do right now, and everybody should just take a deep breath and we'll see what happens. Just calm the hell down. Yes. No. Quick, uh, I don't have a lot of time for this, but this I was reading over the weekend. Fascinating case coming out of the Six Nations in Brantford. And it strikes, I think, at two very kind of sensitive and um, interesting crossroads. It's like a native rights versus family mother's child rights. Yeah, you know, really, it's actually a really important case. It is, because it's precedent. This, to me, is like what people should be talking about. Because this one involves, and I'll set it up quickly, multimillionaire. This is like the one of the First Nations richest millionaires in the country. I think he's the wealthiest in the country. And a woman he was married to, they are now divorcing, and he's taking a family law dispute with the mom to his son right. to the Ontario highest court to have his child support payments determined by indigenous laws, right. which would then trump provincial family laws. That has massive implications right across the country. Yeah, and it's it, it, it could, uh, right across, certainly across the province, because family law... I wonder if the Prime Minister would uh, pull the notwithstanding, could he pull the notwithstanding clause if, in fact... <laughs> no. it, I mean, the judge yeah. ruled in favor of the... Uh... <laughs> That's, that, that would be, of course, interesting. But, I mean, this case, the reason this is so uh, so important is 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 whether or not it to determine what which law applies yeah. here you know and and this this particular what this woman with with her with her child should be entitled to a a a, a lot of support or you know uh, certainly uh, they receive child support right now of $33,000 a month uh, you know, but she wants to determine, you know, his true income and wealth and uh, and what that is. And he's taking the position. No, no. But wait a minute. That's not what that's not the law should that that should be uh, applied here. The law that should be applied is indigenous law. And uh, he's not and he argues he's not obligated to pay spousal support because he never had a non-exclusive sexual relationship with her and never lived with her. It's there's a whole a myriad of of legal issues here, but as you said, one of the important parts of this is whether or not the Court of Appeal will agree with a lower court, because the lower court rejected his bid to be governed by Indigenous law. It, yeah, it, massive implications. I'll be I'll be uh, following this one, but I just thought it was very interesting. Yes, um, always interesting. It, it, this is a conflict of so many charter rights in one particular case that, and the fallout would be great. All right. I think we'll be uh, probably talking. We could probably do this segment every night. <laughs> the, way, the way it's, it's shaking down. Yes, <laughs> shaking down. Yes, shaking sponsored down. by the it, prov- lawsuit against the government is. Yep. The shakedown. We'll call it shakedown. Provincial shakedown. <laughs> sponsored by the Ontario government. That's right. All right, Mister. I gotta go. Okay. Thank you. you that is Lauren Honickman joining me, of course. Uh, he's our global news radio expert. You can catch him over at btzlaw.ca. So if you ever need a lawyer, call him up.